there, and welcome to the Anniversary Brothers podcast, a podcast where we talk about the anniversaries of your favorite TV shows and films. And today we are talking about the 20th anniversary of Teen Titans. No, not Teen Titans Go. We're talking about the original Teen Titans cartoon. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Sarnecki, and I am joined, as always, by my brother, Aaron. Aaron, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Nice. Yeah, so as our, uh, you know, show about uh, sidekicks, I'm glad that uh, my frequent uh, sidekick could be here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, okay. No. Not, all, not all the Titans are sidekicks. That's true. I guess really only Robin. Robin. And then the, the extra ones from Titan East. True, true. Okay, so I, I guess that's more of a comment on something like Young Justice. That's where, yeah, uh, just don't call them sidekicks. That's the the tagline there. Which we did talk about. We did, we did. So yeah, if you want to hear our thoughts on another uh, animated uh, DC show uh, revolving around the, the the teen or young cast of characters from the DC universe, uh, people should go listen to our Young Justice podcast. Uh, but we're not talking about Young Justice. We're talking about Teen Titans today. Mm-hmm. So um, Aaron, I know this was one of the shows that I picked, so I'm not going to ask you why you picked it because uh, it was my idea this time around. Was it? I, I I honestly don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were having a hard time finding things to uh, talk about in, in June. Okay. And then uh, we realized that this is coming out in July. So it's like, great, we'll shift the calendar around so we have time for Teen Titans. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'll definitely get into why I wanted to make sure we talked about this. But uh, before I do that, just curious, Aaron. Um, yeah. What are your relationship or what's your history with the show? Uh, I remember seeing promos for this, I guess, earlier in 2003 before it came on on Kids WB, because even though I remember it as being a Cartoon Network show, it did debut on Kids WB. And I was thinking, yeah, that looks kind of weird. I don't know if I want to watch that. Mm. (laughs) They like took a promo from... um, the third episode uh, where they're fighting, I think, Cinderblock or Plasmus, um, one, two of the villains that are on there. Um, so they kind of dropped you in as like, here's just like a sneak preview of like an episode without full context. And it was maybe like two minutes. Mm. Okay. I don't remember that at all. I'll, I'll take your word for it though. Yeah. That's my recollection anyway. Yeah. Interesting. So you feel like originally, though, you were like interested, but you weren't. I was slightly curious, but I was not like, oh, wow, I really need to watch this. Because mm. I was probably like still like just get get to Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever. <laughs> OK, see, I maybe I had a similar phase, but honestly, I can't remember that. All I can remember is being obsessed with this show i remember really really enjoying this show um so much to the point that when the first season came out on uh, i guess it was on the cartoon network website like they had a a fighting game on there oh yeah yeah Um, i do remember that and i played that so much i Uh i I spent way uh, too much time on that certainly there were lots of games on uh, the Cartoon Network website and Nickelodeon website back in the day that we we spent um, 
probably too much time playing when we could have either been playing different games or doing something more productive. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, it's not about being productive. It's about having fun. So I guess so. I definitely enjoy it. And no, I, I remember um, like at some point we had like action figures from the show, although not maybe as many as we had of Batman or some other characters. Oh yeah, um, we did have a few, but now that you mention it, but I don't, I don't remember having all of the Titans. We didn't know you, you had a Rob and I had a cyborg. Okay. So we were pretty, pretty, you know, lacking in the rest of the team. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, we didn't have uh, a full set by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I remember loving it so much. In fact, that I remember getting older, probably when I was in, uh, high school like revisiting it more and like getting the uh, some of the dvds um and and really enjoying those and like going on like a teen titans uh fan website which was like one of the few exposures i had to um like fandom online uh really (laughs) at all you know except for like you know twitter or other social media i mean i will say like for a high school student to go on that website, there are much worse things, you know, you could have gone on at that age that I think our parents would be happy to hear that that's all you were doing on the internet. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not the most, uh, most, most exciting, most exciting, most popular. I'm, I'm sure thing. if Alex is listening to that, he, this, he's like, this tracks, this, <laughs> this is Josh. Yeah. That's me. I've been a nerd my whole life and yeah. that's not changing. Um, yeah, and then I'm pretty sure it was in high school one year that I was Robin uh, for for Halloween. Okay, yeah, I yeah. think. Well, you were definitely Robin, but I I do remember that, but I didn't, I guess, make the connection for Teen Titans specifically. Yeah, it was Teen Titans specifically. Okay. Because I remember like there was a costume contest on the... Uh, the Teen Titans fan website. Oh yeah, okay, that sounds yeah. vaguely from familiar. Yeah, I didn't win, and my okay. costume was not that good. But I did. I would say hand make it. That makes it sound like a soda. I didn't do that. I just like glued things it, on it. It was from shirt. scratch. Yeah, yeah, kind but still of. have it somewhere. Yeah. Um. So that that's all to say that I I really really love this show. Okay. Um, and so as soon as I saw that its anniversary was coming up. Uh, I knew this was one we had to talk about. Mm-hmm. So before we go any further, Aaron, um, for those who are not as acquainted with Teen Titans as much as I am, uh, could you give us a, a rundown of what the show's about? Yeah, so it's about um, a group of young superheroes called the Teen Titans um, as they you know, have a adventures and battles against supervillains they're led by robin um who of course is um sidekick to batman he's actually the leader of this team there is uh starfire who is a uh alien uh princess uh from the planet was it tamaran tamaran Tamaran. um and there is cyborg who is uh half uh you know, half human, half machine. Um, there's Beast Boy who can transform into uh, different animals. And 
There is Raven, who is a sorceress. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, they have, like I said, lots of adventures. A lot of the, the show's charm is based on their interaction with one another and their conflicting personalities. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then as it goes, like you see them meet other heroes throughout the run of the series and each mm-hmm. season has a a big bad. Um, but mostly the seasons are um, pretty episodic. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I was looking at just the episodes and you only get maybe like out of a 13 episode se- season, you get maybe like five episodes dedicated to the main plot. And the rest are um, just standalone stories. Right, right. So yeah, e- even though there is kind of a an overarching uh, conflict for each season, it, yeah, it, it takes a relatively small portion of the episode count to get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, only 13 episodes per season. So right. fairly short. So this this ran from uh, July 20, uh, two, 2003 to September 2006. And so um, with that only had... Um, 60 some episodes total right so like less than say uh batman the animated series uh which had around 80 uh over 100 if you count the new batman adventures right right and certainly less than the uh spinoff show teen titans go which has over 300 episodes i mean it's apples and oranges maybe Maybe, but I'm sure we'll talk more about Teen Titans Go later. But before we talk any more about Teen Titans and any of our thoughts and feelings about the show now, uh, 20 years later, let's throw to a quick break so we can hear a word from our um, friends here at the Pop Break and some of the other wonderful podcasts you can listen to. Be right back. Hello, I'm Daniel Cohen, former film editor of thepopbreak.com, and I've got a Batman podcast for you. We discuss Batman's past, present, and future, and do a lot of rankings episodes. Yes, we rank the movies, villains, but that's not all. We even rank all the Batman movie trailers throughout history. Yes, we rank Batman trailers. I dare you to find another Batman podcast that did that. So join me and frequent hosts Alex Marcus and Bill Bakken, as well as a plethora of bat guests, as we discuss Batman and plenty of DC on film as well. Also, fair warning, I'm a BBS fan, but don't let that scare you away. Trust me, I get mocked and ridiculed more than the Martha line for taking that stance. So relax and tune in on the last Tuesday of every month on the Pop Break Today feed. Hey everyone, I'm Marshall and she's Courtney and we're your hosts of Blurred Watchers Podcast here on the Pop Break. Come hang out with us as we discuss, cross-examine, theorize, summarize, and review our favorite offerings. And tangents, there will be tangents, whether it be live, streaming, or anything in between. If we watch it and think it's cool, we invite you to come hang with us as we all talk about it. Our episodes post every third Monday on the Pop Break Podcast feed. See you there. Bye. Hey, it's Bill Bodkin, editor-in-chief of thepopbreak.com. Join myself, Amanda Rivas, Al Manorino, and a cavalcade of awesome guests on the Socially Distanced Podcast, the flagship podcast of thepopbreak.com. And it's Amanda Rivas. If you're a pop culture obsessed nerd like we are, 
then you need to make socially distanced an integral part of your life. We talk all the things, Marvel, Star Wars, you know, everything on Disney Plus pretty much, as well as the hottest trending shows and news in the world of pop culture. This is definitely Al Manorino and not Bill Bodkin. So listen to the Socially Distanced podcast every Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so we can eventually get Disney Plus to give us advertising money. Please, we could use the money. I, I have children. Welcome back. And so, Aaron, as I was mentioning, I, I really want to get into our thoughts about the show now. So mm-hmm. you mentioned that it was one that you enjoyed, but maybe you were, you know, cautiously interested in at first. I mean, at first, um, I no, I definitely enjoyed the show when it was on and still have very, lots of fond memories uh, of it. Um, um, and it, I, it's, I think, a, a show that's very easy to go back to. Um, I think there are some shows that we have looked at and you're kind of like, yeah, this isn't like that great. Like when we talked about, um, Power Rangers, not yeah. Power Rangers wild force. I'm just like, this is pretty rough. Yeah. 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 That, that shows a big, like this show still has lots of charm to it. Oh yeah, for sure. Like this is for, for me, a, a really good example of what an animated superhero show can be, mm-hmm. even if it's not necessarily in the same vein as um, like Batman, the animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, because originally, I think that was something that kind of was held against this show is that people didn't like that mm-hmm. the animation was so like anime that sometimes they got like chibi or sometimes they did like strange uh distortions with the character right designs. yeah um they really did um you know decide to give it its own identity um and i think that's you know uh, largely due to uh the series creator uh glenn mirakami who had worked on batman the animated series you know with you know bruce tim and paul dini and all those guys but like um really kind of established his own style uh with the show even though i think there's an episode of i don't know they start crossing over a bunch of these shows there's there's one episode i think of static shock where he meets batman and robin's not there and he says like robin's with the teen titans or something I... yes so the they, they've been it's been said that the teen titans universe is separate from the the justice league universe the batman the man series the the superman the man okay. series the static shock but yes there are a few times when there are references that seem to push back and say there's another one in which um the character speedy shows up in justice league unlimited mm-hmm. and he's got the same voice actor in same uh costume and design yeah as he does in teen titans he's just older um so yes it's supposed to be a separate continuity or separate universe but yeah but i personally uh think it's a strength of this show that um uh it has a very distinct style that um i don't know honestly like when we i don't know if we want to talk about animation right away but i I just say that i'm i've never a huge fan of the way that um 
Justice League was particularly animated, and I think this one has more personality. Mm. Yeah, I I would agree. Like, there is almost a very I don't know. I don't want to say like a like a sterile um, or cold aspect, like the animation of Justice League, but it, it's mm-hmm. not very dynamic. It's not very uh, exciting. Which is not to say the show isn't exciting because it is. Yeah. Um, oh, I actually remember like this was a show that I was much more interested than Justice Justice League is a show that I'm much more interested now going back to, but at the time was not. Right, and I don't think that's an accident i i mean i think that one of the strengths of teen titans as opposed to some of those other um shows uh in the kind of the dc animated universe of the time um one of the strengths of teen titans was that it was just much for for me it was a lot funnier um Mm -hmm. like the characters were um you know you got to like sit down and get to know them better and like it, there's definitely a more playful quality to it but when the show did get dark when it did get mature like that made it all the more um mm-hmm. poignant i felt like or really like um made its uh its mark on you or kind of like really affected yeah, you yeah so yeah i mean do you we we've talked uh, i mean about many animated properties um like over the years we've been doing this podcast really do you like it when shows like this do like a like a mix of different animation styles like where like they are willing to break their you know their core style right it does there were times when i was watching it and it would get into that sort of uh super deformed uh Mm -hmm. uh style that it would take me out of it a little bit because it would base it could basically do it any episode and kind of like on a dime, mm-hmm. even if the episode is otherwise like pretty serious. Um, right. So it does take, like I said, take me out of it a little bit, but I just recognize that that is what this show is is doing. I, I realize for for some people um, that's just um, not going to work, you know, um, not some people like some different forms of animation that um other people don't like for instance this is sort of a tangent but like i uh i saw like the um the promos for like the new ninja turtles movie and that has a very different animation style and for me it doesn't work but i'm sure for other people it might Mm. yeah no i mean animation it is very subjective in terms right. of like it was when we, we just talked about Mulan, where there were some people who thought that that was not stylized enough. Right. Right. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think the animation is wonderful. I love the the anime influences to it. I think it works really well, and yeah, the the super deformed aspects of it, I think, really work wonderfully when it comes to the comedy. Like, yeah, definitely. The um it's the first episode that was produced but it's actually the third one that aired um in which we uh, divide and conquer mm-hmm. um when uh cyborg uh briefly leaves the team after a fight with robin um there is like a moment at the very beginning where we have like cyborg and robin yelling at each other yeah and then you see 
um starfire raven and beast boy like oh in a corner right? in a corner and they like kind of like shrink into like these yeah, little yeah. cute characters and like i think uh-huh. uh beast boy starts crying mm-hmm. and it's 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 so silly it's so goofy but it, it really enhances the scene it's it doesn't yeah. work unless i mean they could do that well actually no you, you could not do that i i feel like they could do it where they stay on model, but it would not be as funny. Exactly. No, like you have to, I think you have to have that for the humor to land. And I think for some people that probably was um, a little off-putting because again, this is coming off the success of Batman the Animated Series, which is, and, and we talked about this, like one of the most beloved uh, mm-hmm. animated series of all time, superhero or otherwise, yeah. um, that's, not that it didn't have humor in it, but right, like, but it would never do anything like this. Exactly. Um, so I, I think that this went for some of those gags, um, both visual and mm-hmm. um, like with the characters was once again, off-putting for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I, I think it adds to the charm of mm-hmm. it. Right. I, I do appreciate that. You mentioned that uh, as we've often talked about there were mix-ups with episodes being produced at a certain time but maybe being released later in that case the one you mentioned divide and conquer so it was the first episode produced but chronologically it's the third no on the dvd i remember it still for some reason they put it first which breaks the continuity yeah because like they mention knowing about slade and he they haven't met slade uh or we don't know who slade is if you that episode is first right yeah it's one of those and and once again we've talked about this many times on the show one of those weird things where i i don't particularly like it when um the networks meddle with the production and what gets uh, aired when because oh, you, as you, was that the reason why i assume so i mean i i from my understanding no, but, but, so but the first episode that uh i'm trying to think of uh the one with the uh the hive yeah that's supposed to be the first episode right that was the first one that was aired and that was and chronologically it's the first one but not the first one produced. Right. So I guess somebody just with the DVD messed up. Because if you if you had everything with it being the first episode produced, then you get the third episode technically. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, we don't have to talk too much about all that. Um, I guess we should get into the... Uh, we were going to, I guess, talk about... Uh, What's the name of the Hive episode? Oh, that's uh, Final Exam. Final Exam, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I definitely want to talk about that. Um, because I I know, I did, another thing I, I kind of understand about some of the maybe misdirections that I don't think Final Exam is necessarily the strongest episode or the best representation of what this show is. Uh, I think to a degree that's... It's it's certainly like it makes sense to get the ball rolling for the plot for this season, but yeah, maybe they should have picked something that 
I don't know, highlight the characters more. Because yeah. for for instance, like what we're talking about, Robin's like in, missing for like half the episode. Right. Right. Robin is is yeah, just off uh being Robin, you know, doing off his thing. Being, you know, swimming in the sewer with the ninja turtles. <laughs> yeah. As one does. Um yeah, and I I think my problem with this first episode with Final Them is that it in some ways it highlights the the hive members more than it does the titans that's true we are introduced to them first yeah, we're interested in them first and then there are large chunks of time when they are the highlight like when we see them uh after they defeated the titans and taken over titans tower mm-hmm. um like we <laughs> we get more of them in in some way so we do have some beats where we get to see what the titans interactions are like so we get to see um cyborg and beast boy having this um this fun uh bickering uh friendship um mm-hmm. where it's obviously they're very close but they butt heads on a lot of things and they want to know um, uh, where the remote is right um and then you have raven who just like is so annoyed at them and just wants to read and just have peace mm-hmm. um so like you do get a good sense right away of the characters um but maybe not so much as in some of the later episodes. But that's, I mean, I think. Do you think they should have somehow made this a two-parter? Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm i not sure like what would have been like a better, like I, in part of me, I think Divide and Conquer would have been a better first episode. Um, okay. But I don't know, but overall like i i mentioned a few of the characters mm-hmm. um so aaron i know you had a, a robin action figure so is is robin your your favorite titan uh i never really i guess so i never really like thought about it long and hard because i i do have a fondness for all of the the titans um uh, but I guess like since he is kind of the most uh, Batman like they very much uh, he is written in a way that is I think a departure from how he was written previously in the cartoons where he basically is you know very serious for m- most of the show mm-hmm. all about business he is basically Batman right and yeah, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it is something that I always do think about when I watch this show. Because if you once again think about some of the other animated shows like Batman the Animated Series, like Robin is more in line with his comic counterpart, or, or Dick Grayson Robin is more yeah. in line where he's he's like joking, he's he's playful, but he's also, you know, he he does get serious and he does mm-hmm. um you know have moments of of dramatic tension uh, but this robin is very much brooding you know he 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 might have a a one-liner here and there but mm-hmm. he's overall definitely the most uh self-serious of so the yeah titans. i definitely gravitated to that at the time not because i consider myself to be a big brooder but just because <laughs> um i think it was just a, a an archetype i was familiar with yeah yeah, no, and I I think it works. Um, in it. like so, I'm not mad that they they kind of changed the character. And plus, we 
technically don't even know which iteration of Robin this is. There's heavy hints that it is Dick Grayson. Um, in season two, we do see a future episode um, where he becomes Nightwing. And then later on, we do see a brief flashback to um, Haley Circus. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's almost confirmed, but not necessarily 100% confirmed that this is Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I always really enjoyed Robin. Um, and he is really the star of the show. But I think that one of the characters that I've like grown to appreciate more and more as um yeah like I thought about the show is Starfire. Oh, okay. I I I don't want to interrupt you there, but I I do want to add that I know you said that Robin is kind of the star of the show, but I want to kind of push back on that just because yeah, he probably sold the most toys, but mm-hmm. if you look at like how much of the like storylines between season two and season five are actually very devoted to beast boy you know that's that's true i i that's a good counter Um, i mean you could i mean we'll talk about the i guess the seasons a little bit later but like i mean you could technically argue that i guess like tara is technically the the main character for season two but you could also argue it's beast boy He's definitely the main character of season five. That's true. Whereas so, every other character gets their own season, except Starfire. Right. And that's why I was going to say I, I've learned to appreciate Starfire more because I feel I feel like she has less to work with because she doesn't have a season long uh, like a or a big bad generally. Like we do have her reoccurring conflict with her sister. Mm-hmm. Um Wait, does her, oh wait, yeah, her sister does, does show up again. Yeah. Um, but that is you know, that's that's not the same. It's kind of like a season-long arc. Um and so really she's there to um I don't know, she plays a lot of different roles. Like one, she she humanizes Robin. Um, two, she's got like this fish out of water humor that I think really works well um in, in the same way that you know, I mean, we're used to it at this point. Like, there's, for whatever reason, superhero stories seem to be riddled with kind of fish out of water um, moments. Kind of thinking of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Thor and like his yeah. antics, or uh, even like Wonder Woman, um, like mm-hmm. in um, the, the the movie with Gal Gadot or the mm-hmm. Gal Gadot version of the character. So there is that, but like there also is a sense that like she is the the heart of the team like yes she's got like these um customs that they don't understand but like she's always there to try to bring the team together which is why an episode like i mentioned um where we see the the titans in the future is Mm -hmm. so impactful because you you really get to see how heartbreaking it is for starfire to be so dedicated to this group of friends these teammates Mm-hmm. And to have to um, really confront this idea of like, will they always have this bond? Um, and for me, that's, it, I think, maybe a better indication of like what this show becomes over time, where it's it's not afraid to go dark. It's not afraid to like have some emotional gut punches, but mm-hmm. it's still, you know, much more fun than 
uh, and once again, I, I don't use fun in the terms of um, enjoyable, but fun in terms of like, um, you know, played for laughs. It's still more, you know, played for laughs than uh, Batman animated series usually was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, going into like the the season arcs, Aaron, I, I know you mentioned that there are um, kind of like each character kind of gets theirs. So, mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite season of the five? I mean, I really, I really like the first two. Um, the, the best, I, um, I was really actually annoyed that I was really into the third season, but I thought that they didn't give cyborg a very good conclusion they basically deus ex machina his his storyline yes uh, so i was very disappointed in that because i was pretty invested yeah i remember when we when we were kids and we were first watching this and, and watching that like first uh the first time and yeah like it was for me it was like premiere tv it's like okay we gotta stop hanging out with our with our friends we gotta go and, and watch this um and then i remember yeah like him suddenly just like having this unexplained power because of his spirit and i was like well this is weird like right. this is that a left field he was trying to like just do the you know mental gymnastics to try to justify that um in our heads and just like it, it's it still just just doesn't work and they kind of like tried to explain it away uh, and it it just it didn't work so that, that was disappointing because otherwise i think season three is a very strong season i will say that um I, I think season five is my least favorite but I, it's also one that i respect because it's very different from the other seasons mm. because it very it has a storyline that every episode is connected to unlike the other ones it does kind of have still standalone episodes because it's introducing you to new heroes as they basically make the teen titans like a global uh, organization right um and then it has them fight a bunch of villains so in, in that way it's like it's the largest scale that we've ever seen i mean kind of because the previous season the world ended when raven had the fighter dead yeah so it was kind of hard to top that. <laughs> yeah, topping Armageddon is a little difficult. Um, now, and I, I don't think that's coincidental because originally the show was ordered for four seasons, and then the they were renewed for additional fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think not to say that they weren't planning on doing a fifth, um, but I, I think they're from the way it reads to me is you know there was this kind of like push towards yes we got to have to hit like the major um conflicts um from the teen titans uh comics um Mm -hmm. that included obviously like the the judas contract with with tara um um trigon coming Mm -hmm. uh, with with raven and so like like okay they did that and then they had you know this new season like okay what do we do with that um and so it, it is a bit it's a it's a bit different. Like the Titans are split up for a lot of the season. Um and it just doesn't have this quite the same feel. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that being said, I think it ends really strongly, even right. if the uh, that last uh, episode may ruffle a few feathers because it's not a very, uh, I don't know, it doesn't it's tie a, a bow really. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, so, there's also the uh, the TV movie the Trouble in Tokyo, which I guess happens afterwards. Yeah, so technically that is considered the the, the final finale. yeah, the, yeah the finale but the the last episode things change um is I, I mean i think that's a really perfect ending even though as a kid i remember being really frustrated by it oh um, okay yeah but that's the point of it like you're you're not supposed to um to feel that's like a t- that's a tough sell for i mean it's a tough sell for adults but even especially for kids to, to be like you're not going to get everything that you want um in a story and yeah. that's the point yeah and i was um reading an interview um from um glenn murakama uh murakama Mur- the uh, yeah. um the creator of the show and he was saying that like that's that's how they wanted to end the show and like they thought of that ending back in like season three mm-hmm. and he described it as like what is like the like the last lesson, like we need to like teach our viewers, like, like what's the last thing, like an adolescent um, audience needs to learn. And he says like, it's that, you know, things change and sometimes you just have to let go and accept mm-hmm. things for how they are um, and that you can't go back. And I was like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Wow. You're really, really asking a lot from your audience, which I think is great. I mean, it, mm-hmm. As much as the show does go silly, I mean, there's a whole episode where there's evil alien tofu that comes from space. Right, that was that was to... the other one I rewatched. Yeah, and Beast Boy has to fight it in order to, you know, save the world. But he's trying to save enough money to go get a moped. Yeah. Uh, so the the show goes from so incredibly off the walls bonkers mm-hmm. to. Yeah, like this quiet, uh, not quiet because there's plenty of action still, but um, really this contemplation of what does it mean for Beast Boy to find that the friend slash love interest he believed was dead is back and maybe chooses to not remember him. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're talking about two Beast Boy centric episodes, very, very yeah. different tonally. <laughs> Yeah, I mean this the show balances I think it really well cuz like there's also the episode where basically Robin starts seeing Slade and basically has like a mental break which is probably mm. the darkest episode of the show. Yes. Um but yeah, like there's that episode but then there's like um an episode where he meets his doppelganger from another dimension, Larry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So which... Yeah. And and that is it, it it's so weird that like they were able to to pull that off because it shouldn't work mm-hmm. um but no i and so those are some of like my favorite episodes i also really enjoy um season four i i i think because season three ended on that um that kind of unearned like mm-hmm. out of left field day sex machina I, I I have a, like a sour taste for the whole season. Um, season four, I feel like is 
the opposite where I think a lot of the standalone episodes aren't as strong, mm-hmm. but the overall um, season arc is perhaps the strongest. I I, mm-hmm. I might put it above the Terra. Um, okay. Yeah. Like I think one, you get Slade back who um, haven't really mentioned him yet, but he is the recurring villain of the show who is voiced by Ron Perlman. And oh my goodness, Ron Perlman, like, mm-hmm really right he he's mm. very commanding performance i didn't know for years that it was ron perlman ron perlman's actually been uh circulating online recently because um there's a lot of you know there's a lot of bad blood with the um, people uh with this uh, actors writers strike um he had some uh you know after some of the comments that uh president of disney bob Iger had made um i mean it's kind of, you know, essentially Ron Perlman maybe suggested he was going to burn his house down. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably Ron Perlman's like the last person I probably want on to be on their bad side. I mean, he he knows a bunch of, you know, biker guys and <laughs> Yeah. If we're talking about uh intimidating people who've done a lot of voice acting work, I've got Ron Perlman and Clancy Brown. Don't want to mess with either of them. Yeah, I definitely would not. Um, but Ron Perlman, he's so good mm-hmm. as Slade. Like he's he, and was it a departure from the comics in that they like he's this isn't technically Deathstroke because they couldn't use the word death, um, <laughs> which is funny. And he's not really an assassin the way that uh, Slade is in the comics. He's instead this. He's very much like a mastermind, an evil mastermind, the way that Lex Luthor is. Right, right. So very different in some regards to what his his comic counterpart is, or if anyone uh, had later watched Arrow, uh, better oh, yeah. than that version of Slade Wilson. Right. I mean, um, it's 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 also interesting because they are very mysterious they don't reveal what his face looks like whereas in the comics that's not a secret what slade looks like yeah yeah what do you think they were doing with that like i mean i don't think that he looked anything like like two-face or anything like that i think they just decided that he was a more interesting character if you never saw his face except for the time where he was a zombie Mm. yes well being a zombie doesn't count <laughs> but uh yeah i for me i always took that as there's some mystery behind like his it's identity. like oh, i think maybe at like one point of like he's robin's dad or something like, i don't know yeah i i see he, he's darth vader yeah it's just it's it's a little silly or that... he's batman or something I don't know. right right and and i mean there were moments where i i think i thought that and i'm sure there was fans who have theories like that mm-hmm. um but i do find it kind of funny that so much of like robin's obsession with slade is like who is slade and like what's beneath the mask and literally this version of slade is just using his first name as his right yeah his villain name <laughs> it's like he doesn't have an alias it's just hi slade. i'm slade it, like, yeah which is another kind of oddity about this show right well they never they i guess they never say that it is his name but we would assume that it is his name right but i think that ties into once i was gonna say like another oddity about the show and that secret identities don't really matter 
I mean, I guess not. I don't. I guess it's implied that Robin still has one because he does wear a mask. Well, that's where it's like it's goofy because like he's there among his friends and like you have him like I don't know like doing all these ridiculous things where it's like Robin, there's no reason for you to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, or or it'd be like none of the other Titans wear masks. Um, I mean. Beast Boy is green, so I don't know how much he can maintain a secret identity. <laughs> yeah, I, and I I think that's part of it. Like, um, they Cyborg do and the do, rest of them can't. Cyborg, they well, he does have a, an alter ego in the third season, which I Victor uh, with Victor Stone, which I guess yeah. is based off who his old identity. Yeah, that's what. Except they gave him a was. fake superpower, where he could yeah. turn into rock. Right, he became the thing. Basically um but yeah so it's i don't know secret enemies are weird in this show and i I think that's okay um i do think though that robin's (laughs) like need to always wear a mask is very reminiscent of um a show that i just heard um our friends bill and alex talk about over Mm -hmm. on uh bill versus mcu uh and that is the defenders where there's a um several episodes where Daredevil, Matt Murdock, just like refused to take off his mask around the other heroes. And they're all like, why are you so weird? And mm-hmm. like, he's like making impromptu things because he just like doesn't want to reveal his identity. I mean, and everyone else ha- is like, what's your problem? Aren't we used to this now with the Mandalorian? Yeah, but I mean, that's his religion. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, season four... Uh, once again, I, I do want to go back to that because I, I think that is, for me, the strongest season. Mm-hmm. Even if it's individual episodes outside of that, it's standalone episodes aren't as strong because Ron Perlman's Return to Slade, so menacing. And then you do have this really just terrifying, um, looming threat of Trigon. And I know it, it really humanizes Raven as a character who mm-hmm. overall, like, she has moments where like she has uh, you get more insight into her like like in the first season uh, I think it's Nevermore where you get to see like mm-hmm. them go into her uh, her mind. They um, basically I guess do like meeting John Malkovich to <laughs> Raven. <laughs> basically. Um, or later there's an episode um, where she uh, falls in love with a uh, character uh, trapped in a book we let her find out as a villain um oh yeah so we do get some Tan- wait tangent remember i'm sorry that just reminded me of that episode in jackie chan adventures where jade fell in love with uh the demon mm. remember that i don't know i just fun <laughs> comparison uh, if people want to listen to our jackie chan podcast yeah. from three years ago that's yeah, out there sorry i just i felt like i had to mention it no, if if you can make a reference to Jackie Chan Adventures, you're contractually obligated okay. to. Um, but no, I mean Raven has, I think, strong individual episodes, but mm-hmm. this is like really a wonderful breakdown of her character and just like pulling apart, like why is she the way that she is? Mm-hmm. Um, and like I feel like we get that to a degree with some of the other characters, like cyborg a little bit like we get that like seeing like what it means for him to be like half man half machine mm-hmm. um but we we don't really 
get into like the psyche of all the characters as in depth as we do with right she definitely benefits from having her own season arc the most that's that's pretty clear um and i will say that uh just uh it's it's tara strong that's who uh voiced her right uh yes yes and uh, i want to say it's it's uh i mean ever if nobody's aware of tara strong she is you know one of the most prominent voice actors you know in the business today you might know her as Miss Minutes from Loki, but that's just, you know, a drop in the bucket. Um, I think th- this role particularly shows her her range uh, just because, I mean, there is like that episode where they have all the different personalities of Raven, which, for instance, shows like all her, like she could be, you know, her dour or kind of uh, annoyed self, but then she can be kind of bubbly and, and stuff like that. Speaking of which, um, she voiced what bubbles in the Powerpuff Girls, right? I think that was her. Uh, yes, I believe so. Right. So just to show, she has lots of range. Yeah. Yeah. No, she. She's incredible. Like Tara Strong is is one of the greatest like voice actors that we have yeah. uh, today. So, um, certainly, if you've watched something animated, you've heard her voice before. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and I do want to point out a few of the other ones, because um, another one who's like a a, a pretty big um, name, not just in, in animation but also outside, uh, is Carrie Payton, mm-hmm. uh, who voices uh, Cyborg. He's also done um, some um, live action, so he was um, in The Walking Dead, actually. Oh yeah, um, I think I know that. Yeah, so he was in The Walking Dead, and then later he was in. Young Justice, he voiced uh, Aqua okay. in that. Okay, yeah, and he's 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 lent his voice in video games too. He he's all over. I mean, yeah, all the all these actors have basically gone to do other things. Because um, you you have the um, whoever I don't remember who everybody's name is. Was it like Scott Melville? Is that the name of the guy? S- Scott Menville voices Robin. Menville. So yeah, he he. I will say he usually is more relegated to, I think, background characters, but he has been in a lot of things. Oh, yeah. I definitely remember him being like a unnamed character in like Naruto, where like he's the guards in Metal Gear Solid, I think. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, the voice of Starfire, she is uh, the voice of uh, Princess Bubblegum in Adventure Time. Oh, that's right. I forgot that. Yeah, that's uh, uh, Hinden Walsh. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then rounding out the cast, we have uh, Greg Kipes or Sipes. I'm, I'm not entirely sure about the I think it's Sipes. Um, voice of uh, I want to say it was Michelangelo in the um, yes. one of the teen, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles shows. Uh, yes, he was in the 2012 uh, yeah. show. Along with like Sean Astin was like another voice. <laughs> I mean, it, I don't know. It's just again, uh, Sean Astin's I, career is is all over is, the place. It's all over the place. But yeah. Um, so yeah, it's um, which is it's very encouraging that um, they are all still working. Yeah, yeah, and beyond that, like you also have a few other um, like really uh, impressive names. Like you had. Um, uh, Ashley Johnson uh, mm-hmm. as Tara, uh, who people may know 
best um, outside of this as the voice of Ellie um, from The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, so very uh, from the video game that is not the uh, the TV show, right? Um, uh, John DiMaggio's Brother Blood. Uh, oh, yeah, was... the Bender was Brother Brother Blood. Yeah, <laughs> which that that works. Um, and then the character Trigon, uh, who already mentioned, voiced by uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, who is a incredible uh, voice actor. Who uh, another just like if you've watched something animated, you've heard his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would recommend if people want to hear more from uh, more about him and hear from him directly, um, there's a wonderful episode of uh, Braving the Elements, uh, Nickelodeon's Avatar podcast, where oh, okay. he joins um, the two hosts. Um, and it's a wonderful look into his career and filmography and uh, his life. So, oh, um, cool. But, uh, but no, it's a it's a it's a stacked cast. Um, one thing we haven't talked about yet that I, I wanted to um, get your thoughts on, Aaron, was the the music, especially like the theme song and the fact that there's two different theme songs. Oh yeah, that. So I mean, is there much to say about the I guess uh, the score in between the episodes? Because are you just mostly talking about the, the intro outro? Because uh, they did a uh, was it high high puffy yami yumi? Yeah, puffy yami yumi was the the band. Yeah. So yes, um, Japanese pop group uh, who later had their own uh, Cartoon Network show with fictionalized versions of themselves. Um, it, it was a very interesting choice at the time. Cause I, I remember being like, this is very strange. And I'm like, um, I did not like realize as like, Oh, they're singing in Japanese. And like, Oh, like all like the zany episodes are the ones that have the, the Japanese intro. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, no, I think it like again, we, we talked about how this show has personality. That in particular, I mean, like you, you so different from almost any other show, you know, Batman, Superman, Justice League, it really puts its stamp on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that it because the show like does go so uh it goes in in different directions tonally really depending on which episode you're watching um that you can just listen to the theme song to get a sense of okay how weird is this going to be today right right and it was interesting because um well i think it's also interesting because it um uh there is sort of that like like we said anime influence uh glimmer kami is uh, you know japanese american they have you know a japanese pop group so it, it really adds a level of authenticity to I, I think what they're we're attempting yeah no no i i totally agree um i think it's really catchy i'm 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 glad that they got their own show also uh puffy Yumi. i i don't remember enjoying that one quite as much um yeah uh, but still happy for that no they mm-hmm. they earned that um and so I don't know Aaron any other like episodes or characters we haven't gotten into yet that you want to make sure we discuss or highlight you know you know I you putting me on the spot and I'm sure like later I'll probably think of one uh 
Mad Mod. I mean, Mad Mod's a fun character. He he's definitely one of the ones where um you're gonna hear the the Japanese intro yeah. first because um... he's in the silly episodes. Him and Mumbo. Oh yeah, I was thinking Mumbo. Um, you know, I mean, I can't think of anything. It's just um, but it it is this is a show that's very um easy to turn on an episode and and watch um i mean maybe a little harder for season five because it's more serialized but like pretty much every other season you can mm. yeah and with with only 13 episodes per uh, season like it's 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 a very bingeable show i will say mm-hmm. um so yeah so if you have uh max formerly known as hbo max and, and you right. want to you know watch a, a fun cartoon from the 2000s you know i'd say go for it you can mm-hmm. really finish it in a week um can you i guess depending on how many episodes you watch in a, in a day yeah, i guess so i know um, you're not prone to uh, yeah to that i'm not prone watching. to do that um i will say it, it's funny that you mentioned the censorship earlier how they couldn't say deathstroke because there are mild elements of censorship like they were not allowed to have bullets everything had to be lasers <laughs> which is like another thing that like spider-man the animated series had to deal with yeah yeah which is which is I, it, i'm still it, surprised that batman the animated series got around that well yeah i don't know batman animated series for some reason got around a lot of that they're like you can't have them shoot directly at the camera and like they did it anyway <laughs> and <it's just> like, <laughs> i don't understand we'll keep doing it until they make us to stop yeah <laughs> and they let them keep doing it because they didn't yeah. stop them. um yeah, no, I just th- there there's so much I enjoy about the show. I do think once again the 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 most um the the, the thing that that really sticks with me the most about the show is I think it perfectly blends the drama and the humor that the characters really you get a, a feel for them and certainly they have um their own personalities, but even like that there there's not just like a purely comedic character like once again beast boy he's probably the most mm-hmm. um comedic but he's not just like there for for yucks like he's he's yeah. also has some of the most dramatic episodes of mm-hmm. the series mm-hmm. um and i think that's a testament to the quality of the writing and definitely a testament to the quality of the um the voice acting mm-hmm. um and so I'm, as as you mentioned earlier, glad that they are still working. And actually, one thing they're still working on is Teen Titans Go, right. the uh, spinoff uh, show of this. So, Aaron, have you watched any Teen Titans Go? Um, maybe, you know, maybe like seven, eight years ago, I caught a little bit of it on occasion when it was on Cartoon Network it's not that great i know there are a lot of people who like really hate it because they're like they get all the cast back together and they make just a comedy show it's like the strength of the show was that it was you know dramatic and comedic Mm -hmm. and this is just like some sort of watered down version so i can understand why people would be upset because it's it's um i mean there were people who had a similar reaction when they were going to make, uh, I think also on Cartoon Network, there was supposed to be a comedic uh, 
Thundercats show that uh, I think it was called like Thundercats Roar was basically the same, you know, vein as this. And -hmm. people were like, what about that, you know, Thundercats reboot you guys made that you canceled that was so great. And now we get this comedy stuff. So I I, I understand. Um, I will say this has gone in a pretty bizarre direction in some cases for instance there is a special where they meet their regular teen titans counterparts yes there is um there is also a special that they just meet the aliens from space jam and watch the original space jam it's yep. basically oh you knew about that i did know about that yeah okay it's basically like what the lion king one and a half with timon and pumbo watching the lion king it's <laughs> it's like it's like that i just yeah. learned about that and i was just like wait what it is one of the stranger tie-ins uh that you will see i mean in in some ways it didn't surprise me because that's wb's kind of mantra for the last Mm -hmm. few years is like how can we combine our things our different ips together in weird ways and then you get space jam 2 uh Mm -hmm. or you get the was it the wb fighting game (laughs) like they oh yeah afraid to do weird things i don't there weren't any teen titans characters in that and multiverses were there there was batman was in it but i don't think any teen titans characters were no but there was batman and there was you know uh, was it uh shaggy from scooby-doo shaggy and okay lebron james like <laughs> yeah so they say so, yeah i, I mean the teen titans are a characters I, I think we should note that i had never heard of the teen titans before this show but they apparently were really popular in the comics in the 80s yes um so like and i think most of the like the popular storylines that we talked about came from that run mm-hmm so while they still exist in the uh, the comics now, that was like when they were like a best-selling comic. Yes, yeah, and yeah, they. And, were, and there um... are certain characters like Jericho, who I'm not sure what his powers are, and there there is a bunch of different characters like Peace or, or Dove and Hawk. I, I don't know. They have a lot of characters that I don't really see what the point of is but i guess if you really want to see them they're in the titan show that was Mm -hmm. also on max that was mature rated for some reason so i i've I've heard that show got better or well maybe better is not the right word i heard that show more tolerable (laughs) well i heard it got fun like i our our friend and podcast editor alex um watched i believe all uh, all of the show oh, okay. and, and had positive things to say about it. They have Ian um, Glenn play Batman. Go, go from Westeros to, you know, he was in the Resident uh, Evil movies, so nothing is beneath him. <laughs> that, that's fair. Um, no, I, I was, I was turned off by that just by the trailer when you have like Robin swearing. Yeah. For, I and like know. stepping on a guy's neck or something yes brutally violent robin who's like telling batman to f off like that yeah i didn't need um but i do want to go and, and watch that show because i i have heard more positive things about um the later seasons of it um okay and it, it it did adapt some of these um 
some of the similar storylines like there is i think also um a um a, the storyline in there with uh trigon so okay i'm interested to see how they adapted that versus this the only um, thing that i could never really take seriously about trigon was his antlers <laughs> really yeah especially because like when they showed him the first in raven's head he didn't have the antlers but when like the real trigon came he had the antlers and just like why does he have these little antlers <laughs> so, so a 20 story tall red i mean i'm gonna say six eyed demonic i just made figure. him look a little silly that's fair that's fair i i, I know what you mean i i do I, I do remember being a little confused about the antlers at first. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I mean, this definitely has made me, uh, that this show has made me interested in looking at other uh, portrayals of these characters. So I, I mean, this is one of the reasons I went to watch young justice is because mm-hmm. I enjoyed teen Titans so much. Um, and, and that's, they kind of carved their own path with that. I think they that- did. Like Young but, Justice, that's just Teen Titans. No, no, and and I think that was my impression early on, and it's it's not like they are two very different shows. Um, it's much more serialized than Teen Titans. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, and I think maybe a little darker too. Yeah. So, but because of that, I think it it works. Where if you have you know people who really enjoyed the original Teen Titans show. Um, and are looking for more of the the zany comedy act. Okay, that's fine. Go to Teen Titans Go. Like you'll enjoy that. That is definitely more irreverent and goofy, um, than this show was standardly. Mm-hmm. But if that's something you're interested in more of, go for it. If you're perhaps looking for something more into the uh serious or dramatic vein, okay, go to Young Justice. Go to Titans. So. Mm-hmm. It is much I mean, as, don't go to Titans without your parents' permission. <laughs> well, yes. But it, it, as much as I, I can understand why some people are frustrated by Teen Titans Go not being a, a like a, a real sequel series and, and really like mm-hmm. a, a very totally different spinoff. Um, it's not all that totally different, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it has elements of that humor. And if you want the other sides of this, there's other things you can watch, you know, once again, Young Justice and Titans are good examples of that. So for, for me, I think Teen Titans opened up um, like the the DC uh, television uh, universe to um, playing with these characters more. And, and I think they benefited from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't necessarily think Teen Titans goes for me, but, you mm-hmm. know. That's okay. I right. recently finished they, they, watching Young Justin loved it. Right. They uh they did suggest that they there is maybe a possibility that there could be more regular Teen Titans. Is do you think that I mean I'm sure you would probably watch if they did it. I, for me personally, I don't think that they need to. If you had asked me that five years ago, I would have said yes, like I, I want more of that. Um I don't think so. I don't think I want that now because mm-hmm. partly because of like what uh, Glenn Murakami said, like with yeah. that last episode, it's like, it's about learning that you're, you're never going to get like complete closure for, for anything or for any show. And mm-hmm. so um, it is as much as that is maybe a 
hard pill to swallow for some fans, I think it's really a, a perfect ending. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, but no. I, I will say, I bet you would really love to see some sort of live action Teen Titans on the big screen, though. I would enjoy that. Yeah, I would. I would love that. Um, I think. I mean, they, they talked to they... either were mentioning a Nightwing movie that kind of, I guess, is in flux or was canceled now. Um, we're supposedly getting a new Robin in two or three years. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like we uh, we we tend to put all of our like hopes into James Gunn's like. Right. Uh, <laughs> I will say that. Vision, but yeah. I will say that one thing that it, it was always weird for me in the movies and in the comics, like post like 2011, uh, when they put Cyborg in the Justice League, which I don't think is necessarily bad because I haven't really read the run of him in the Justice League. I'm just much more used to him in Teen Titans. Yeah, no, that's that's true. That is something that I'm still not 100% used to, um, but it, it has been ongoing now for at least since the new 52 uh, yeah that comic run um so no i mean if if they wanted it, to do a, I, a live action movie i think yeah. this would be the place to look that and mm-hmm. also the comics especially the ones by uh marv wolfman and, and george perez mm-hmm. who had the probably the most consequential run of the the characters or the series mm-hmm. so but uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, maybe James Gunn has something planned in mind. I, we have, you know, I'm sure years and years of DC movies to go. I mean, especially with the strikes now, who even knows when that's going to be? Right, right. But uh, definitely, if people want to go back to uh, an old uh, fun show from the the 2000s, then I think Teen Titans is a good one to go back to. It's an oldie but goodie. Exactly, exactly. I was going to say that. I was like, that's <laughs> silly. I shouldn't say that. So yeah. thank you for saying it for me. Um, all right. But uh, Aaron, thank you for letting mm-hmm. me, uh, you know, ramble on about a show I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Um, and I, I hope this was a, a good talk for you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Aaron, do you have anything that you're working on for the site or anything that you want to uh, plug or any uh-huh. place where people can find you? Uh, yeah, so I'm not, um, there are no articles that I've written recently, uh, not over the past couple of months. Uh, I'm always keeping, you know, an ear to the ground to, you know, see what might be something that I could write. Um, but I am, you know, working on our, our podcast schedule. Um, and I'm at Aaron Sarnecki on Twitter. Um, I know it's a lot of people have abandoned Twitter because of, you know, some of the management right now, but I, I'm, I'm still there at the moment. So, if you you know, want my opinion on, you know, Dutch angles in the new Mission Impossible, you can <laughs> read that. Okay. But no no threads yet? Oh, I heard about that the other day. I'm not even really sure where that is. <laughs> Fair. Um, okay. But yeah, people can definitely, yeah. Um hear your thoughts there on twitter and uh they can't find me on twitter anymore i, I deactivated that right. um but uh people can also find me on the uh, tv break podcast um with bill and alex um 
last month, uh, we had a special guest co-host uh, of Courtney from Blurred Watchers, and it was a, a really wonderful time. Really glad that she was able to join us. So I uh, encourage people to listen to that. And then people can also listen to our um, Aaron and Mines um, movie podcast for this month over in the Pop Break Today feed. Uh, as Aaron mentioned earlier, we talked about Mulan for its 25th anniversary. So a little bit of a animation kick this month with this month, which I'm always down for. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right. Well, Aaron, thank you again. Uh, always a pleasure. Yep. And everyone for joining. Thank you so much for listening. I uh, hope you'll be back next time. And until then, remember, when there's trouble, you know who to call.